Lowering the voting age boosts turnout and lifelong political participation. That's the key finding of international research published by Oxford University on those countries that have made the change. The Supreme Court has declared the 18-year-old minimum as an unjustified age discrimination, but it hasn't said what the age should be. The government is now planning to split the issue on lowering the voting age for council and for parliamentary elections. University of Edinburgh social and political scientist Dr Jan Eichhorn was an expert witness in the Make It 16 case. He told me what happened overseas, stressing the full benefits relied on changing the voting age for national and local elections. So over the last 10 years, we've really been able to study what happens when 16, 17-year-olds get the vote uh, for real. Um, so I led um, some of the studies in Scotland where we did this, but we have evidence from Austria, from Latin American countries as well. What we see in all of those countries is that overall turnout goes up amongst young people. 16 and 17-year-olds turn out at higher rates than 18 or 19-year-olds, for example, as first-time voters. And that is in particular because they mostly still live at home, they still go to school, so they're in a more stable environment, and their first vote experience is a more kind of communal, collective experience. And most importantly, there's a positive long-term effect in most of these instances. So what we've seen both in Scotland and Austria, for example, is that kind of five to 10 years later, young people still participate at higher rates than they otherwise would have. So there seems to be a positive effect on turnout. What, if any, negative impacts did your research find? There's very little negative impact. So some of the fears that people have about young people not being mature enough to vote, for example, or not confident enough, they actually disappear once young people get the vote. So what we see is that when young people get the vote, they become more informed about politics. Uh, they become more confident in having the voting age lower to 16. Um, and society around them also reacts more positively. So in Scotland, only about 30 percent of adults supported the lowering of the voting age before it happened. Once they saw that it was overall a positive experience, it went up to about 60%. Um, so majority of Scots now supports it. The main issue is that votes at 16 doesn't solve all problems that we see, um, basically. There's still inequalities in political participation, for example, in terms of higher social class young people participating more. However, in Scotland, we've actually seen that that gap can narrow a bit when 16-year-olds get the vote as well. So it's not a panacea for all issues, but overall, we don't find much negative stuff happening. So there was a geographical discrepancy between the participation. So socioeconomic impacts do do show in, in the, in the uh, voter turnout for our younger people. So we know that Younger people from higher socioeconomic backgrounds or academic parents, for example, they are more likely to participate politically. That holds in pretty much all countries. Now, that doesn't disappear entirely with votes at 16. But what we have seen in Scotland um, most recently as well in the Scottish Parliament elections of 2021 was that for 16 and 17 year olds, that inequality was actually lower than it was for older young adults. 
Um, so we can at least say that vote set 16 doesn't exacerbate this problem that we have in society overall, not just for young people, but there might be opportunities to actually overcome parts of that inequality, in particular if there's good civic education. So one thing that we see that if vote set 16 goes together with good civic education in schools that's deliberative, where young people learn how to discuss political arguments in a qualified, neutral way, then um, we, we see young people more likely to engage also outside the classroom across social strata. So that is one of the things where votes at 16 coupled with good civic education can have a really positive impact. Mm. Now, there has been some commentary around younger people more likely to lean left in their voting. So in some countries, we do see that 16 and 17 year olds voters vote for more center left, left green parties, for example. But that isn't always the case. So what's really important is that younger voters are not as fixated on one singular party. And in Scotland, for example, overall, that holds true. Younger voters are more likely to vote center left. But when the Scottish Conservative Party started supporting votes at 16 as well, actually that was in a period where the Scottish Conservatives actually gained also vote share amongst younger voters. If you look at Austria, not in the last, but the previous um, presidential election, actually the youngest voters voted on average more for the right candidate rather than the green candidate that flipped at this election. And if you look at Germany, where only in some federal states uh, young people can vote at 16 for their state elections. Um, but in Germany, what we've seen is in 2017 that the Christian Democrats were the most popular party amongst first-time voters. This time in 2021 in German federal elections, it was the Green Party and the neoliberal but also socially liberal FDP. So basically what's really important about young people is that they actually change their mind. They have a variety of views, but what's really important for them is that they want to be taken seriously. So political parties that oppose votes at 16 at a time where there's momentum for votes at 16 tend to be looked at more skeptically eventually by young people. So politicians should learn from that, especially when uh, entering in, like in, in New Zealand Aotearoa, when they're about to enter into um, what will be robust debate around whether or not to uh, to grant, to push this legislation through. Absolutely. I think for political parties, they shouldn't be afraid of 16 and 17-year-olds. To the contrary, 16 and 17-year-olds often really want to listen to arguments, to answers to their questions from political parties. And often I think parties that are a bit worried about lowering the voting age, they think about young people as like a homogenous mass, which they are not. They're as heterogeneous as the rest of the population. Some of them will have more economically liberal views. Others have more socially liberal views. It mixes. So the most important thing for political parties is to reach out to these young voters and speak to them. Because one thing that we've seen in some contexts is when they do this successfully, well, then young people also are learning about parties that they haven't thought about before. And they sometimes, especially when they had good civic education, start talking about new arguments with their parents. So political parties shouldn't just think of young people as just young people, but also potential multipliers of ideas into families. It's young people aren't just influenced by their parents. They can also influence them the other way around. So really, all political parties should embrace young people. And so, and if you could just... Um 
enlighten us, Jan, in Germany, what is the, the is it for municipal that 16-year-olds can vote? Is that right? So it's quite complex in Germany, actually. So the German parliament just a couple of weeks ago has actually legislated to lower the voting age to 16 for European parliament elections, because that can be done by just a majority of the German parliament, the Bundestag. The current governing coalition wants to lower the voting age to 16 for federal elections, but for that we need a constitutional change referendum with two-thirds majorities in both chambers, where they don't have a majority themselves, so they need the opposition to vote with them. But if we look at the status quo, then the 16 different states of Germany with three situations. In some states, young people can vote at state elections at age 16. In some states, they can only vote at municipal elections at age 16, and in some states, States, they can only vote at age 18 for anything. And that is a problem. Young people do get quite frustrated if you're like, here we can give you a bit of something, but we don't trust you to do that other thing. So if you do it, the best thing to do is doing it comprehensively. Again, from all the countries we have evidence from, when you give 16 and 17 year olds the votes, it doesn't have negative consequences, but there is the potential for positive changes. Mm. Yeah, I think that's, that is somewhat of an issue here because they the House needs 75%. Uh, in favour to push through to pu- push it through for general elections, but for local elections, they just need a normal a, a normal majority. So, y- your advice would be to be more broad in the in the move if if uh, our our politicians were going to give sixteen and seventeen year olds the vote. The best thing to do is give 16, 17 year olds the vote across all elections. It's it's as said, the empirical evidence doesn't speak against it and, and even in favor. If you can only do it at a lower level, it can still be a positive experience if it is implemented well. So that means political parties engage well with young people. Um, The media engages with young people. One thing that was tremendous in Scotland when the voting age was lowered there was that um, we saw a lot of journalists saying, we often only talk about young people at exam results day or when they cause trouble. Let's ask young people about political issues. And they got really surprising and interesting answers. So I think even lowering at a lower level can have a positive impact. But if you can do it more comprehensively, that is more likely to basically galvanize some of those really positive effects.